get it. And that will end this game with under a minute to go. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs now with three straight postseason wins after trailing by 10 or more points. <laughs> and Andy Reid gets to celebrate with his team. This moment belongs to Kansas City, the Chiefs, Andy Reid, the Hunt family. That's right, it's the final countdown. Welcome to week 30. Count it, week 30 of Shark Sports Radio. Alongside of me is nobody. And it's yours truly, Mark Lysel Jr., a.k.a. Shark, right here in the Ocean State. As always, you can tune in using your Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and or Spotify app. And as a reminder, you can check us out on Twitter at SSR2019 underscore. And as always on Facebook, the Shark Sports Radio page. Thank you for taking a dive into the tank tonight. The NFL playoffs have arrived. And it's arguably one of the most entertaining times of the year with the trip to Tampa Bay on the line. We will discuss a whole bunch of storylines going into the playoffs and those respective matchups. In addition, we will also get into the NBA, check in on them. And we also touch upon the NHL with Zdeno Chara leaving the Boston Bruins for the Washington Capitals. So as mentioned, we have the NFL playoffs arriving. What a great time it is. Every single year, you always have the time to look forward to it. You have a lot of good teams in the mix, and it's going to be a really uh, a fun atmosphere to be around. You know, watching the football games in your living room, having snacks, having a drink, right? Um, the AFC first round, you got number seven, Indianapolis Colts, at the Buffalo Bills, who are the number two seed because they secured the win against my Miami Dolphins. That's right. I was very stunned, um, but at the, I understand why the Buffalo Bills played their starters. And you know, right from the get-go, I mean, the number two slot was up for grabs, so you can't hate the fact that the Buffalo Bills wanted to secure that spot and have um, some home field advantage. And the number one seed, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, we already know, you know who they are, um, but the number one seed was out of the mix. It's just a bye week for the number one seeds. It, there's no more bye week for, sorry, top two. So we got the Buffalo Bills, like I said, uh, going toe-to-toe against the Indianapolis Colts, the relentless Indianapolis Colts at that. I, I feel like anytime Phillip Rivers has his helmet on, He's always in the mood for either MVP conversation or just a debacle of a game. And this year, this year kind of proved to the consistency of what Philip Rivers has been throughout his entire career. Um, he's been really the spark plug for the Indianapolis Colts and their you know organization. It's really key for them to go eleven and five. Um, and play those type of teams through that conference in that division and just really fight for every little piece of, um, you know, I guess property that belongs to them when it comes to the playoffs. You know, they have Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's one hell of a rookie running back. He actually was the spotlight of the season, too. There's no like worry when it comes to their running game, their running game's always going to be secured. Their defense is really, really astonishing in my eyes how together they are, how dominant they can be. 
when times are you know mattered. Um, they didn't really show up against Jacksonville. Um, you know, they got a couple of sacks and things like that. But Mike Glennon did have you know sort of their way. Um, but I mean, Leonard is one great guy to have on your defense. He does. He's an all-purpose uh, linebacker. You know, he can tackle, he can sack, he can, you know, get after the quarterback. And he's really the catalyst that makes that uh, Colts engine move. So into the right direction. And you look at the Buffalo Bills and what a tremendous year they had. I, I think, you know, Sean McDermott has to be up for, you know, coach of the year, the way he's just put this team together. And it's just been superb from, from top to, to bottom. Um, Buffalo Bills, 13-3 and three on the season. You know, they took the reins away from the New England Patriots uh, after <laughs> countless years of winning the AFC East. When you look at the AFC East, the teams are in it. Miami's really, for whatever reason, people kind of overlooked them going into the year this year. They had a tremendous year. They deserve to be in the playoffs, unlike, you know, the New York Giants or the Philadelphia Eagles or the Washington Redskins or the Dallas Cowboys. Just the NFC East was a mess, but we'll get into that. But ultimately, what what I want to get at is it's a deep, deep division. Everyone used to look at it as the worst division, um, but it's getting stronger. And I, I feel like, you know, as you go through times, especially years that go by, conferences get stronger, divisions get stronger, because you can't get any more weaker than what they were in the past, right? And I mean, the Jets, they are what they are. They're just, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but they're a joke of an organization. Um, the fact that they, you know, stuck with Adam Gase for so long and, you know, they he just sold off pieces left and right, it made no sense. And they deserve what they got this year. And that was the second to worst record in the NFL. And it, it's just, it's surprising to me that you get rid of Jamal Adams, you get rid of Leonard Williams, for whatever purpose there is out there, you get rid of them because for whatever reason, they're a good player. They care about winning. And as you can see, the Jets don't care about winning under Adam Gase, I, I will say that. And their defense was was horrific too. But yeah, and then you got the New England Patriots who are always going to be in the mix of Bill Belichick. And, you know, they finished off kind of a subpar year, right? We can all say that with confidence. But I, I think whenever you talk about Bill Belichick and, you know, the front office of the New England Patriots, they're always a threat to win the division. So moving forward, I think this division could be one of the top divisions in football. Just see the collaborative effort of what Miami Dolphins are putting on the field every Sunday, all three phases of the game. You look at the Bills, how dominant they have been. And again, you look at the Patriots moving forward. You know, they're they're definitely a team to watch out for. But uh, going back to Saturday's game at 1 o'clock with the Colts and the Bills, I can really see this being um, really a dog-eat-dog battle. I, I just think it's going to be a really good battle matchup for different sorts of, of different aspects in the game. Big thing for me is the Colts willing to contain Josh Allen in the pocket. That is something that they have to do because Josh Allen becomes a threat immediately when he leaves that pocket and he knows how to keep plays alive. And the Colts do have the front seven in order to make Josh Allen feel a little bit comfortable, not necessarily all the way, but they have to learn 
to to contain and really cause disruption. You know, I, I feel like sometimes when you, when you cause that disruption of a mobile quarterback and you keep him in the pocket, you know, that's when they become indecisive and, you know, they're not reading the defense well. So I, I like what the Colts have, um, you know, offensively and defensively. But give me the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are a team that's just going to keep on pouring it. And, um, you know, Cole Beasley is a really great uh, receiver this year. He had a tremendous year. You know, I think he was flirting with over 1,000 yards receiving. Stephon Diggs had an MVP type of year, you know, with what he put up, you know, on a consistent basis. Again, you know, he was close. I believe he was over 100 catches and over, you know, and then you got Devin Singletary and, you know, um, that they're, they're running back Moss. Um, they're really good, good, solid team. And their defense is putting up some serious good uh, stoppages when it comes to, you know, offensive rhythm of the offensive team. If we're looking at the NFC first round playoffs, I think the matchup that comes to my eyes is the Rams and the Seahawks. I think Jared Goff, he's going to be healthy for this game. There's going to be... A lot being said about the Seattle defense. Seattle defense has just been, again, we use this term a lot, but it's been Swiss cheese. It's just there's so many holes, there's so, so many gaping holes, and there's so much, there's only so much you can do when you're Russell Wilson and your team gives up anywhere from, you know, 20 points to 25 points per game. And that's just not going to get the job done. And Russell Wilson is going to have to score at least 32 points. In this game, I, I'm saying that with confidence because I think Jared Goff and that offense and what they have with that running game now, I fully believe that the Rams could upset uh, Seattle in Seattle. And it wouldn't be surprised to me. I liked Seattle coming into this year, but again, their defense just it's not showing up. And anytime go throughout late in the season, and, you know, you give up 30 points or more on the year. It just becomes too much, you know, for that defense. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Jared Goff against the Rams. If I didn't say, you know, specify, give me the Bills against the Colts. I really think the Rams, the way that they're built, they're a team that just wants it this year. I think last year was kind of like it was what it was type of season. They didn't put their best foot forward. As far as effort goes, and they might have had a Super Bowl hangover, trying to make it back, and it just doesn't work sometimes. But this year, I'll tell you what, 10-6, very, very tough uh, division, you know, with the Cardinals and the 49ers and the Seahawks. Kind of got to give the tip of the cap to the Rams and what they put on the field. And I will say, though, my Miami Dolphins destroyed, destroyed Jared Goff and that team uh, right from the get-go, there was like probably like five or six sacks in that first half. So if I'm Seattle, just bring the house. Bring the house, see what you can do um, to contain Jared Goff and you know, also that running game. I'm telling you, that running game is really good. Oh, this matchup is one of a kind in my eyes. You got the Buccaneers and the Washington uh, football team. Um, you know, Buccaneers finished 11-5. and five. Uh, Washington finished 7-9. and nine. Um, and as everyone knows, at least if you don't know, Philadelphia just gave away that win. It was writing on the wall. You saw Jalen Hurts saying that this isn't right. You could just read his lips on the sideline. He was not happy about it. 
And if I'm Doug Peterson, I, I am not happy whatsoever with myself and how I you know, performed on the field and how I gave up on that team on that field just to get, you know, three spots up one. And also I really think there was a handshake behind the scenes. I definitely think Washington football team is a good team. Ron Rivera going through his cancer treatments and Smith going through his situation. And, you know, Ron Rivera is, you know, cancer free now. Thank goodness he is. But um, I just think that there was a, a VIP handshake when it came to Doug Peterson and Ron Rivera. Um, I think uh, Doug Peterson just knew that Jalen Hurts could actually win that football game. And he wanted to see his good friend Ron Rivera make it to playoffs. And that's just what it is, what it is. You don't put Nate Suffeld in, you know, after what you see out of Jalen Hurts and just be okay with it. And you saw it. You saw it. Jason Kelsey was not happy. Zach Ertz was not happy. Carson Wentz was not happy. And all those guys might be gone this offseason. So you might see a little bit of turnover in uh, in Philly uh, with all these guys not being happy with how Doug Pearson's you know, riding this team. But again, going back to the Washington football team, Alex Smith, I don't think he's going to get by Tom Brady. He's had one heck of a season. He's built for what Tampa Bay has. You know, they got Antonio Brown. They got Mike Evans. They got Chris Godwin. They got Scotty Miller. You know, they got Rob Gronkowski, you know, Karen Bray. They just got a lot of different weapons, and it's hard to beat them. Uh, it's very, very hard, especially with Ronald Jones running the ball like he has. And that defense is just, it's really, really feisty. You can just see it. They're really believing in what Tom Brady is putting on the field. And I think now you're seeing more chemistry, more camaraderie with the re- wide receivers. And I think Tom Brady's getting more and more comfortable, which is, you know, always a bad thing if you're the defense so um give me the Buccaneers hands down against Washington I don't care what Chase Young says you know I want Tom Brady no you don't you don't want Tom Brady in the playoffs he's a force and their offensive line if they can stick together and lock up Chase Young I, I will admit this I think Tom Brady gets very very vulnerable against a very good pass rush even a subpar pass rush um, you've seen it years past. Um, he struggles against the Bills. He struggled even against the Jets at points. Um, you know, Miami, when they had a top five defense, you know, a couple of years back this year, um, you know, for sure they were built last year. You can even say that as well. I would say if that pass rush can get after it, if Chase Young and company really can bring it, that's one thing. But I don't see that happening. I, I think the Buccaneers are built for it. The fact that they have to go to Washington, though, is something that you'll have to check out. I have full confidence in Tom Brady and the fact that, you know, he's just lighting it up right now. He had second best year of his career in Tampa with what he's putting up. You go look at the numbers. It's crazy. It's within the 40 uh, touchdown mark. He's passing close to 3,500 passing yards, maybe even higher. Um, so, you know, if I'm looking at this matchup, you know, give me the Bucks, um, hands down. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. This is probably the most intriguing matchup in my eyes for the AFC. Um, I really think that this is going to be um, a dogfight. These guys are just going to clash helmets and go at it. Um, I honestly think that the running game is going to be superb in this game. You guys like running game. You're, you're going to see it a lot in this game. Derrick Henry is going to be brought upon. 
you know, by the Titans. I don't think they have as much faith in Ryan Tannehill, you know, down the stretch in the season. And, you know, Tennessee Titans really are going to bring it and they're hosting the Ravens. Not that that matters because it's probably not going to be any fans, but, you know, when it's all said and done, I really like what the the Tennessee Titans have, um, you know, being the number four seed against, you know, the number five seed Ravens are 11 to five. I, I like Derrick Henry. I, I like as long as Ryan Tannehill can keep possession of the football, that's going to be huge. Their defense is always uh, outstanding. So, um, yeah, give me the Titans over the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson, he's good, but he's not great. You keep him one-dimensional. You know, you kind of lock him down. And, you know, again, he throws some crazy football sometimes. And sometimes it's luck and sometimes it's just pure ugliness. So, if you were to tell me that the Baltimore Ravens come away with a win against Tennessee, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would say, you know, how that happened. And, you know, if the Tennessee Titans beat the Ravens, I would say that was likely to happen. So I'm going to go Tennessee uh, against the Ravens. Moving on, we got the Chicago Bears, number seven seed, eight and eight against the New Orleans Saints, the number two seed, who could be actually the most complete team uh, NFC conference in general um, at 12 and four. Drew Brees is on a mission. This might be a year where Drew Brees has some kind of, I don't know, maybe he just awakes. Like, maybe he just he just grows throughout the playoffs. It can sometimes continue. Trends can continue. Habits can continue. But, man, give me the Saints. The Saints just have a really good, talented football team from defense to special teams to, I would say, special ops football players. Like, Taysom Hill is a guy that you can just plug in as a weapon, and he really makes things happen, and it turns the wheel in the right direction. So Alvin Kamara, he's the guy that you're going to want moving forward and hopefully gets through you know, his COVID situation. But I honestly like Drew Brees over Mitchell Trubisky. Give me that 9 out of 10 times. Actually, you know what? Make it 10 out of 10. Um, I, I think the Saints really are a force in this NFC uh, playoffs, and I can see them going very, very far. So moving forward, also Cleveland Browns um, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We all know, as you might have heard in the news, uh, the Cleveland Browns are not doing well due to the COVID situations. Uh, Stefanski, the coach, Kevin Stefanski, has COVID. Uh, they shut down their facilities. They've shut down most of their you know practice facilities, workouts. Everything has been shut down. It's probably Zoom meetings. It's probably trying to get prepared for the Steelers, but... I would say it's it's tough. I, I don't know what the NFL is going to do um, in the playoffs when this type of situation happens. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers are ready to go. You know, how, how do you kind of endorse, you know, management and, you know, just inquire on, you know, what's happening with these teams? I think it should be recommended for teams to obviously follow protocol, but when do you kind of step in as a league and say, okay, this is not fair to a team? Um, I think there will be more to say about what happens in this game. Um, if we're talking matchup, if we're talking the play on the field, hard for me not to say that the Cleveland Browns, if they run the football, Baker Mayfield doesn't turn over the football, if their pass rush gets after it, gets after Big Ben, the Steelers are vulnerable at times. They can be easily beat down. If there's only one way to beat the Cleveland Browns, 
is to have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt run the football down their throat. As good as a run defense they are, it's a new season. You have a really good line. Uh, Cleveland Browns have a really, really good line. And it's only going to get stronger throughout the season. And I have full faith in uh, Kevin Stefanski in this scheme. What he has built, what the respect that he has gained, um, he has put Cleveland on the map. Him alone has led Baker Mayfield into great success. The defense looks superb. They just look like they're really hungry for an opportunity to make it possibly to the conference championship. Now, I'm not saying I have them in there, but they can make a run for it for sure. And then just to recap the number one seeds, you know, you got Kansas City Chiefs. You got the Green Bay Packers. If you look at the talent on the Kansas City Chiefs, it's just unbelievable. You can put Sammy Watkins on another team and he becomes the number one wide receiver. You could put Demarcus Robinson on a team and he becomes number two guy. You know, McCole Hardman, you could put him in the class of, you know, like a like a Percy Harvin, you know, way back when with the Vikings, Devin Hester type of just a, a utility knife that you can utilize. He's definitely a guy that you can count on offensively. But, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you know, you got uh, Le'Veon Bill, you got a strong defense, you got Travis Kelsey, man, the Kansas City Chiefs could be making a reunion out of this in Tampa Bay. I can fully see that. And Tampa Bay is where the Super Bowl is, obviously. The Green Bay Packers are just a team of destiny right now. I, I can see the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills just being teams of destiny. Just so happens that Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and shout out to, to Giff, he's a big Packers fan, yeah, MVS, he's a guy that people did not count on early on in the season. And he has just gained a ton of respect on and off the field. And you can just see it in his eyes. You know, he's getting more and more comfortable with Aaron Rodgers. And Devontae Adams has to be over there smiling because he needs a guy to step up and, you know, kind of take the load off. I mean, this guy averages almost 9, 10 catches a game. He should be up for MVP. He should, but he won't. It's always a quarterback-driven league. And so Devontae Adams might finish in the top five. But you got Aaron Jones. Your defense has come along slowly. They're, they're not there yet. I feel like it was funny, too. The Green Bay Packers have always had pretty good defenses. I think they've been you know top 10 throughout the years. There was probably a couple of times in the mix with Mike McCarthy where they were subpar at best. But they can definitely put together a defense to play against the top teams. Like I said, the New Orleans Saints and the Rams and the Seahawks if, if they move on. So there, there's a ton of competition in the NFC and AFC. That's why we call it the NFL playoffs. And um, I really like what I see on paper when it comes to these type of matchups. I can't fathom the fact that players are playing in COVID and it's just, you know, you, you have you know, a lot of different um, requirements to pass and, you know, protocols to follow. It's it's just a different type of, of atmosphere this year. Definitely hope 2021 is better as everyone else probably does. But from a sports standpoint, let's get those fans back in. Th- those fans deserve it and the fans make it better. And home field advantage is always key when you can have, you know, fans in the stands. 
You know, I think Buffalo is going to have right around, I think, 6,700 fans in the stands for the playoffs. I think a lot of different teams will, you know, possibly take that approach if they're comfortable with it, uh, depending on the state that they're in. But I, I will say, I think this is going to be a, a fun playoff. Every year it's always fun, though. I think football is up there, you know, with hockey and, you know, NBA playoffs, obviously. But I think hockey gets more credit because it's more action-packed. You know, every team for themselves, every team has an opportunity. Whereas, you know, you kind of look at NBA, you can kind of pick and choose the teams that could possibly make it to the finals. And you can write it on paper at the start of the season, and it'll translate at the end. So you can't really say that about football. You can't really say that about uh, the NHL. And uh, MLB, it is what it is. I, I think it's a good, decent product. It's not the best, but... It's a decent product for sure. But, man, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're, they're just so built. They're so good. <laughs> I just don't see them, you know, getting beat unless it's like a surprise, you know, pickoff, at, you know, at the end of the game where Patrick Mahomes throws it downfield and, you know, it gets tipped, a ball gets tipped, and it's on, you know, the other side. I honestly don't think any team can compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. And what they are on paper is what they translate onto the field. So if I were to give my guess, I really like the Buffalo Bills too. Don't get me wrong. But when you're talking about the bright lights and the Kansas City defense, they could actually make Josh Allen do something wrong. I really think, you know, just moving forward into the playoffs, you know, I I think Kansas City is a team that's going to make it the Super Bowl. And I like the Green Bay Packers. I think it's number one versus number one. I do. I just think Aaron Rodgers is at MVP caliber year. He should be top three. And, and then you have Patrick Mahomes right there. Um, so, yeah, uh, give me the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl, the two number one seeds. Um, they deserved it. They put a, a extreme product on the field that's been fortunate for us to watch. And, you know, anytime you have Aaron Rodgers versus um, Patrick Mahomes, it's always going to be a great battle. But you could also see the Packers drop one. You know, maybe the Packers, you know, somehow, some way, you know, give the, you know, the reins to Drew Brees and the Saints. You know, so a lot of things can happen, as we all know. It's the playoffs. It's the new season. It's built for that atmosphere. It's built for challenges, adversity. And I think a lot of teams moving forward will realize how big and how, how big of a moment this truly is, especially during the COVID times. 